Welcome to Frontline Static, a podcast that helps bridge the gap between healthcare workers and first responders and everything in between. This week, you get to hear the candid conversation that I get to have with Haley. She's one of my clients who you've heard here before talk about how she used coaching to go from ER nurse to flight nursing. But this week, I get the opportunity to be able to talk to her about what it's like now that she is in flight and six months of doing it. What are some of the challenges that she faced? And also, what are some of the common things that I see in my clients who are coming to me for coaching after getting hired in flight or transitioning into the new role? Um, oftentimes, um, it's the scheduling or it's the 24 hour shifts that they're worried about, or it's about letting go of their per diem jobs or the two or three other jobs that they are having as they're moving into flight. And so we address this in this episode and the challenges that she has faced and her favorite parts about taking the leap and getting into flight now, um, of, of the job and what she, she wished that she would have known before she got into it. So I hope that you, enjoy this episode. I hope there's something that you can grab from it. I hope it resonates with you. And I hope that you will be able to be as excited about moving into flight nursing after listening to this interview as Haley was in her whole transition and time doing it. Hey, Haley, thanks for joining me today. I wanted to like capture all of our conversation on this. So I was like, let's just like do the how are you's while we start recording. So I know you've been on the podcast before, but go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, my name's Haley. Um, I am working in flight right now. Um, I started, uh, like six months ago now, gosh, time flies when you're having fun. Um, yeah, so I started about six months ago and I'm really enjoying it. It's been super fun. It's been a good change of pace for me from working in the hospital. So yeah. Okay, great. Uh, and I, I guess other fun facts, like I, I live in Tennessee and I have two dogs. <laughs> I love that. And we met, gosh, how many months before you started flying? How many months did we start? did we prepare? I think it was like two or three, probably okay. about two or three. Okay. I think it was like at the end of summer that we started. And then in October is when I started flying. So, okay. Recap for everybody a little bit, um, to back up when we first met, what were you doing and kind of what was your goal when we first started coaching together? Sure. Yeah. So I was working in the emergency room full time as a nurse. Um, when we met, I had been interested in taking um, that leap into flight, but kind of didn't know what to do. I'd put in an application before at a flight company and hadn't really heard much back from them and was kind of feeling a little bit stuck. Um, and so I ended up finding Janessa on, gosh, I think Oh, it was through the podcast actually that I found her. And then um, I looked her up on Instagram and then I saw that she did some coaching. And so I was like, well, ah, I got nothing to lose. So I may as well try because it's definitely not um, something that I would have normally done, but I don't know. It just felt really right. And um, I decided to take kind of that leap into it. And um, it definitely was a big game changer for me. Um, it helped me prepare for my interviews. Um, she helped me with my resume. 
Um, yeah. And just a lot of like kind of the mindset coaching, like it sounds crazy about how, um, you know, people talk about like, oh yeah, you know, if you think something like that's going to come out. Um, but months later I found out at my interview, um, <laughs> that <laughs> one of the guys there, he was like, there was, you know, a bunch of other candidates that had interviewed with me or yeah, I guess with me, not like physically together, but just with me. And, um, you know, there was a couple that were definitely more qualified than me. They had more experience. They had prior flight experience. And, um, one of the guys there later, I find out that he tells, um, one of the bosses, like, no, you got to hire this girl. And, um, the guy was like, why? And he's like, this girl wants to fly. And he's like, the other guy was like, they all want to fly. And it's like, no, this girl wants to fly. <laughs> I, when you told me that story, I found it to be so interesting because that was the topic of our conversation for a lot of leading up to the interview prep was like, yeah. I just want to fly. Yeah. I just yeah. want to fly. And like thinking back, I can't even really pinpoint what I said or what I did that made him think that, but like it, it just, it just oozed, I guess, like my, that I was excited about it, that I wanted to do it, that I was, you know, pumped to be there. And I think those people like are so much easier to work with and to teach and train than people that, um, you know, they, they almost, I don't know, they like, they, they just aren't as appreciative of being there. So I think that definitely helps in the interview process. If, if you're there because you want to be there. Yeah. And what's so interesting, and this is how I coach you guys too, when you're prepping for the interview is the thoughts that you're thinking are the thoughts mm -hmm. that are being conveyed to them. Yeah. So I know your thought going into the interview was, I just want to fly. And of course yeah. that's what they thought at the end too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it's just, it's crazy. Like I also, when I heard that story, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Cause I remember thinking that like, before I walked in, I thought, gosh, I will do anything to fly. Like, I just want to fly so bad. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what they got from, from me. So just kind of crazy to, you know, to, that, to, that they saw that. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, I think a lot of people get hung up on the interview because they think, well, what do I say? And they try to convey yeah. what they think they want to hear. But mm -hmm. what I really offer you guys is to just show them who you are, what you value, what kind of team member you are, what kind of person yeah. that you are, because yeah. that's really what they're bringing you to the table for. And so when you can go into the interview and just be yourself and show them who you are, those are the successful candidates. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely think like you don't have to be the smartest person to fly. You don't have to be the best scholar. It's like they want somebody who's adaptable, who's a go-getter, who is <laughs> my BCL uses this term all the time. He he doesn't want you to be an alligator. Somebody who comes in and always says, like, oh, well, this is how we used to do it at my base or my other base or my hospital or whatever. Like they want people that are adaptable that can be like, yep, sure. That's how we're going to do it. That's what, what the protocols are. Um, so I think, I, I think those are two things that are super helpful. Yeah. When you're going into interview is showing that you're adaptable and showing that you want to be there. 
Yeah. And I want to back up to when we first met, because I do remember you putting in that application and then you being like, I haven't heard anything back. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, but that's not a problem at all. That's, yeah. the, that's the name of the game. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely um, a lot of time that elapsed between me putting in my application and then actually hearing back. And <laughs> it was kind of like a little stressful. And I think that's the difference between flight and other like um, nursing jobs is other nursing jobs, like typically you hear back within 24 hours type yeah. of thing. Um, whereas flight, they're a little bit more selective. You know, they're going to take time looking through your resume, um, kind of checking you out because, you know, the flight community is kind of small and tight knit. Um, so yeah, don't, don't be afraid if you don't hear back for a couple of weeks, cause that's probably about how long I had to, had to wait. And there's some applications I submitted to some places that I never even heard back from. So, mm -hmm. and what I offer to my clients too, when I coach them to get into flight is that the realm of flight applications is so much bigger that it's almost like the selection process is based on those who are willing to follow up all the time on their own staff. Yes. Yes. So when you started doing that piece of it, what did you find to be helpful? Um, I got, well, I got a lot more feedback and reception from that. And um, yeah, and I, I, I think people notice that because after I got hired in the current company that I'm working, I actually had another company come back to me a few months later and say, hey, are you interested in a job? you know, like they, they had remembered me and it was because mm -hmm. I was kind of persistent and I emailed and I made phone calls and I just kind of had chased them down almost. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of talked about that too, a little bit because you were kind of stuck in the, well, what am I making this mean about me? Because I haven't heard back. And when I was like, we got to go out there and we got to get it yeah. ourselves. Like that's when it kind of switched for you a little bit too. Yeah. And I almost wonder if sometimes they do that a little bit on purpose is they want you to kind of chase them. Um, guess I feel like that shows a lot of initiative if you're going out there. Um, and then going back to what I said before, it shows that you really want to be there. Yeah. This is how they weed out all the applicants, right? This yeah. is how they weed out the people who really want it versus the people who really want to go out and get it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think, you know, oftentimes people come to me and they think that I'm going to just tell them what to do and like give them all this advice. And it's like, you're a perfect candidate for one of my clients to get into flight because you are adaptable and you are a go-getter. So it's like, we talk through things, but you had to take the initiative and really move forward with it. And that's, what's really created your success for getting into it and getting an offer. Yeah. I think your part in it that really helped me the most was, um, one, just keeping me accountable, you know, every week being like, Hey, what, what have you done this week? Kind of. And then also, um, preparing for interviews and testing. And then, um, the other thing was just, um, helping me kind of keep my head up through the whole process because it is like a long process and it can get discouraging. Um, and it can feel, you know, a little overwhelming just initially to start up. So just having somebody who's been through it and is kind of on your team and is, um, you know, helping you keep excited about it. Um, yeah. a lot. Yeah. I think the accountability thing is a big key. I had like two clients last week tell me, I'm like, well, what was your thought that like kept you going this week? And they're like, well, I was nervous because I knew I had to meet with you. So I had to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've uh, definitely felt that before. <laughs>
I'm like, well, good. I'm creating a good nervousness then. Yeah, no, no. I think that's all like super helpful. <laughs> well, the real big reason why I wanted to have you on again is because I think that people don't get to see what the first six months or a year as a flight nurse looks like. Yeah. And most of my clients, once they get into flight, they don't realize they come to me because they think I'm just going to help them like with confidently stepping into the mm-hmm. applications, but it's like they get jobs and then I'm helping them move into the position confidently too. Yeah. You go as an expert in your field and ER and then go back down to being a beginner. And that's really hard. Yeah. It's super hard. <laughs> I want to talk about that because yeah. there are a lot of people that I do coach in this realm or that we get into flight and then it's like, it's a whole different game afterwards. So I want to talk about some, some common things that I see with people after they get into flight and talk about maybe some struggles that you're having. So let's talk about first, like how has the transition for you been in these last six months? So it's been really nice, mostly because my life outside of flight has drastically improved because I not work a night shift anymore, have more time off. Um, work is less stressful. Um, you know, there's still stressful moments, but overall it's less stressful, which has been really nice. Um, so in that realm, the transition has been super nice in the realm of working. It's been a change is how I say it's really hard. Um, especially for nurses who have been in that mindset where you're following orders, you're not necessarily making, um, these big decisions for patients. It's, that's been a super big change for me. It's just adapting to the like, oh man, now I got to come up with the orders myself. Um, you know, I got to assess this patient and decide what they need or what they don't need. And so, um, it's definitely changing like a mindset there. And so adapting to that has been probably the biggest hurdle for me is just, um, you know, learning that. Um, I think for paramedics, it's a little bit easier because they've been doing similar stuff like that on the truck. Um, so yeah, it's definitely different for nurses. I think Uh, like the biggest struggle that I've seen, and you can, I'm curious what your thoughts are as, as I was training people, both paramedics and nurses is that nurses come in and they lack the pre-hospital radios, what to do on (laughs) scene safety, all of that. And then where I see paramedics need a little bit more training is IV medications and ventilators messing with those. Um, What's kind of like your take on the biggest challenge for you coming in as a nurse into like EMS and transport? Yeah. um, So probably my biggest change was just actually for me, it was probably the ventilator um, getting comfortable with putting a patient on the vent. Um, And then also just scene like working scenes. Um, you know, I'd never done anything like that before I'd worked in the ER, but I'd never worked pre-hospital. So, um, just kind of knowing like my role in that has been, um, kind of hard figuring it out because it's, it, it's never something that's complete, that's always the same. It's, you know, always different because no scenes ever the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of getting into that groove and figuring out, um, you know, working with my partner, it really helps to work with the same person. Cause you kind of get into a flow and you figure out like, okay, this is my responsibilities and 
that's her responsibilities kind of thing. So, um, just getting comfortable with that. And then on the ventilator is just, yeah, just learning there. It, it's crazy. Sometimes looking back, it's like, oh gosh, I can't even believe they let me work in the hospital. <laughs> Knowing what I know now, I've learned in the six months working flight, I've learned more about how to take care of patients than in probably the last like two years of working in the ER. Um, yeah, I've learned so much. And I think the other thing that's kind of important is a lot of flight learning is self-driven. Um, so you really got to be mindful about, you know, making sure that you're kind of keeping up with stuff and that you're staying on top of stuff. Um, and that's also though, it's helpful to have a really good preceptor. I have a great preceptor who's really been helping me a lot with like learning all the different stuff. Um, you know, every day that we work, we, go out and kind of like go over stuff and that's been super helpful and it's a necessity honestly when you're getting into flight because it's it's a totally different totally different game <laughs> yeah and I love that you said self-driven because the number one thing that I hear after people get hired is shouldn't I keep my per diem or part-time job at the hospital because I'm gonna lose my skills if I don't I know you went through this transition period. So tell yeah. me what your take has been on this. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think if you're intentional about learning, then you don't need to keep your hospital job. In fact, um, I, I didn't keep my hospital job. And while yes, I've have fewer patient contacts, um, it's, it's amazing. You know, if you spent five years doing something, you're, you're not going to lose those skills. Like just a, a couple days ago, um, I had a patient that needed an IV and gosh, it'd been like a month since I put in an IV and they were telling me like, oh yeah, they're super hard to stick or whatever. And I, I just popped one in, like it was no big deal. Like you're, you're not going to lose those skills. So don't be afraid of that. Um, and I think the other thing is by not working a hospital job, you open yourself up to picking up more shifts. If, you know, if overtime's available for my company, there's lots of overtime that's available at various bases. Um, and so I have loved being able to travel around and go to different bases and see how their culture varies, um, how their aircraft varies, how their system of operation varies. Like, it's awesome because then I get to take back the good pieces of it and help my base to implement them. And so I think that's a really, um, it, it's a really great privilege, privilege that I've had by not being tied down to working shifts at the hospital. Yes. And I think a lot of times, like people that are wanting to get in a flight, like you've kind of maybe burned out of the hospital a little bit. And so I think it's healthy to kind of step away and give yourself a break and immerse yourself into something else that obviously, you know, you're doing it because you want to do it. You know, you, you find a lot of joy. So I, I think it's important, important to kind of give yourself some space. And this is a big thing that we took a couple of sessions to talk about. And for each of my clients and the, each of people that I coach right after getting hired, this is always a topic of discussion mm -hmm. because most people, most people that I coach either have two, sometimes three jobs. Yeah. 
or a supervisor position like you were in. And Mm -hmm. so leaving the comfort of that and then having this story in your mind that I'm going to lose the the skills if I don't keep it really kind of holds you back. And so you have to be willing to one, get, be uncomfortable and get out of your comfort zone and leave that. And then two, take a leap that it's going to help you grow even more by leaving it. Yes. And it's so hard. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) It is so hard. It's so hard to go from being an expert to being like feeling like a floundering fish. Like (laughs) it's, it's painful almost, but I know that one year from me, Haley will thank myself so much for putting myself in these uncomfortable, awkward situations where, you know, I know if I go back to the hospital, I'll feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. I'll carry on doing, but I wasn't happy with what I was doing and I wanted to advance my career. And so just trust yourself, take that leap of faith. Like I I promise you, you won't regret it. (laughs) And then the second thing that I hear most commonly from people after they get into flight or even before this is what stops actually a lot of people from applying is they're like, I don't, I don't know if I can do that schedule. I I don't know if I can do two 24 hour shifts a week because that's, that's a lot. So what is your take on that now doing? So for my situation, um, it's just me and my husband and our dogs. So I don't have kids, so I can't speak for, you know, the people that have children because I imagine it, it is a little bit hard, but for my situation, it is the most wonderful schedule. I don't ever want to leave it. <laughs> like I love working two 24 hour shifts a week. Um, it really opens up like so much time off. Like I just spent the weekend up in Michigan with my family, um, you know, didn't have to take any PTO for that or anything like that. Um, and I love getting to spend 24 hours at work. Um, you know, it makes, I drive a little bit for work and so it makes the drive worth it for me. Um, and I, I don't know, it, I, I just really enjoy the schedule a lot. So. And I think like, The third part of it where I see a lot of people struggle is because you can get so immersed into this new thing that it's so important to rest as much as you're working hard, to rest really hard. And I know that we've had a lot of conversations around this. How has that been for you kind of working that out in your mind and and now doing that like you took this weekend to be with your family? Yeah, um, it was definitely a struggle because I got to say, like, I love going to work. (laughs) So I definitely pick up quite a few extra shifts because I just love, I love flying. It's so much fun. Um, So I have to be very intentional and mindful about taking time off. Um, So for me, it's been really good though. Like I've, I really feel like a weight has lifted off my shoulders. I feel, um, you know, just like a lot more relaxed. I feel like I can enjoy things more than what I did before. I kind of, you know, when I was working at the hospital, I really kind of felt like I was constantly in this flight or fight mode. Um, and it just, it never felt like it stopped. Whereas here, like when I get home, you know, I have enough time to kind of decompress and just relax. And I I feel like I'm enjoying life outside of work a whole lot more. Um, in addition to life at work, like there's just, there's a, there's, you know, enough downtime that 
I really like I've been able to read at work, um, just kind of relax. And it just like when I say that it feels like a million times better, I really mean it feels a million times better than working at the hospital. Yeah, I love that because I, that's the scariest part for people, right? Like really yeah. knowing what that's going to look like. And sometimes the fear, I think, of of the unknown is really what stops people ultimately. Yeah. And I think I like I would do over a hundred times that awkwardness and just uncomfortableness of, you know, stepping down into an area where I'm not comfortable or I'm not the expert to reap the rewards of what I've, you know, gotten outside and even at work like it's totally worth it like I would do it I'd do it over again in a heartbeat what's like a couple things that if you had advice to tell people who are just stepping into flight um what are some things that that either have helped you or that you've kind of learned from your situation yeah so the number one thing (laughs) that I know that I've learned from flight is trust your gut. Like there's been a couple situations that I've been in where I haven't done that. And I look back and it's like, I was right on, right on the money. Um, and I think that sometimes as new people coming in, we think like, well, you know, this person that I'm working with has been there a long time. You know, they probably know it better than I do. Um, but I think it's important to understand that you're not coming in as a brand new um, nurse or paramedic, like you're coming in with, you know, over three years experience, um, in my case, five. And so it's like, you know, stuff like don't, don't sell yourself short. I think a lot of times it's easy to sell yourself short just because you are uncomfortable and you're in this new situation. Um, and so you just don't trust yourself. But I think the number one thing for me time and time again, it's like, just trust yourself, just trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And last question for you, but I'm interested in what's been your favorite part about flight since now you've taken the leap and you've been doing it for six months. Um, my favorite part, gosh, there's so many. (laughs) Well, then a few of them. What are, what are some of your favorite things about it? Well, I love the schedule because it's just amazing. And, um, I love getting to just have one patient. That's super fun because I get to, you know, devote all my attention to one patient. I love working side by side with somebody, you know, where we're bouncing ideas off. Um, and I, I love that feeling. Like <laughs> my favorite thing, honestly, probably my favorite thing about flight is when we're starting up the helicopter and we're standing out there, you know, doing our pre-checks and everything. And there's rotor blades start to spin. And I just get this feeling where it's like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And it just feels so good. Like I, yeah, it's like hard to even describe because it's like, man, I'm right where I want to be. Like I've never been so satisfied with something as I am right now. And so it just, it feels so good. I would have to say that was my thing too even for the six and a half years I did it every time I would sit in the seat and it would start up. Yeah. Right before we would take off, I would think to myself, I can't believe they pay me to do this. Yes. That is exactly my thought too. And like, I always joke with people. I've said, I would do this for free. Yeah. Yeah. And this is so fun. 
such a difference to like do something you love yeah and love your job makes a yeah. huge difference in the rest of your life yeah and i think it's true what they say um you know when they say if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life yeah that's totally true because when i go to work i don't feel like i'm at work i feel like i'm having the most fun day of my life like i have to wake up at 4:30 every morning to go to work and that doesn't even feel like a burden. Like I'm so pumped to wake up every morning because I'm like, yes, I'm going to go to work. <laughs> I love that. And I cannot wait. I think this interview alone is going to inspire a lot of people to take that leap. I hope so, because it is literally, it's the greatest job ever. Like if it's something that you're interested in, take, take that leap. Well, thank you for talking to us candidly about your experience. Thank you for trusting me along your journey. And just really, I've really enjoyed watching you grow as mm -hmm. a flight nurse in the last six months. And I've just really enjoyed working together. So thank you for trusting me as well. Thank you. I, I appreciate everything that you've helped me with. And we will chat on our session this week. Sounds good. Okay, Thanks. bye. Bye. If anything in this episode resonated with you or you're feeling the fire now to move into flight or you're having even a hard time transitioning from going from hospital nursing to flight nursing after being hired, come get coaching with me. We can help you confidently step into this role with less stress, less overwhelm in a way that's really true to you and just help you have an awareness of how to create success for yourself as you're transitioning into this new role and learning to really trust your gut. I will talk with all of you guys next week and I will see you soon. Bye.